Want to hear something amazing? Oh, and feel free to tell your friends too. So, Kohl's, they're having a huge sale on summer stuff. And if you live for sunny days like I do, you need to check it out. I got 40% off a new patio set, Food Network grilling essentials for 20% off, and 50% off those yard games my kids won't stop talking about. Best part? I got an extra 15% off and some Kohl's cash. It almost makes being cooped up all winter worth it. Almost. Select styles 15% offer ends May 16th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti. And I'm Devin O'Haran. And you are listening to Music You're Missing. And we are back after a little while because of New England weather is trash. Yes. So, unfortunately, <laughs> after we interviewed our most recent artist, Peachy, um, my ass had to quarantine. <laughs> and then a blizzard hit. So, we got 12 inches of snow. We are from New England. We're from Boston. And like we're notorious for getting a lot of snow. But the past few years, we just haven't had a lot of snow. So, I forgot, like... How inconveniencing snow is. Especially in December. Yeah, it put me out of commission for like three days. Like I literally could not get my car out of the city because it was covered in snow and ice. I just don't like driving in the snow or being outside in the cold. And that would be <laughs> why, Devin? Um, because I accidentally totaled a car in a snowstorm. And I still have PTSD from it. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's funny now, but that shit was scary. It was so scary. We had Jingle Ball the next day. And you still came to Jingle Ball. I did. And you ran shit. I always do. But you didn't drive the cars. No, I did not drive the cars. <laughs> I couldn't even drive when I had to test drive cars for a new one. So <laughs> That's such a Devin O'Haran problem. I know, seriously. Okay, but anyways, we are bringing you Charlotte Sands today. She is a lovely singer, songwriter from Nashville, originally from Massachusetts. Yeah. So we love having a good connection with her. So she understood the rescheduling because yeah, of, of the weather. <laughs> If this is your first time listening to the show, uh, some things we want to tell you is Devin and I both worked in the music industry until COVID came a knocking and said, no more. <laughs> Sayonara, bitches. So while our careers are on pause, we started this podcast called Music You're Missing, where we interview artists who are generating a lot of streams, um, but aren't necessarily getting the media attention they deserve because media people are old. And it's hard. It's really <laughs> that hard. <too. laughs> that too. We feature all the artists that we've interviewed on the show on our coinciding Spotify playlist called what, Devin? It is called Music You're Missing. So go check it out. Dress is sitting at the top right about now. And Dress is the latest single from our guest today, Charlotte Sands. It came out because of Harry Styles' Vogue cover. It was very controversial. However you say it. Controversial. controversial. But he looked fire in the dress, so I think people are just mad that he looks better than them. Yeah, so if you're not familiar, Vogue came out with a cover. Harry Styles was wearing a dress. The majority of the world didn't care, but for some, they felt so bothered by it, they needed to take to social media to roast Vogue and Harry Styles. And eventually, our girl Charlotte said, Enough! Absolutely not. She said, shut your yapper and, and hold my earrings. I'm going in. <laughs> <laughs> so she posted a TikTok teasing that she wrote a song called Dress about Harry Styles looking all sexy and whatnot in, in the dress. I mean, obviously the meaning of the song can resonate beyond just Harry Styles, but that TikTok ended up blowing up. 
and it has over 1 million views right now. The single dress has over 700,000 streams on Spotify alone. The music video just came out. So we are so excited to talk to her and get her on the line to see how she's handling this craziness. It's all happened within a month. You know, that's a lot for one person, especially so quick. So, you know what? Let's let's find out directly from the source how they're feeling. Let's get Charlotte on the line. Charlotte, how's it going? It's going so well. Thank you. <laughs> we kind of just talked about this before we were recording, but you have a Massachusetts connection. You grew up here, correct? Yes. Um, I went to high school and everything in Hopkinton, Mass., um, but I was, like, raised in, like, the Berkshires and, like, Western Mass. So oh, I'm no way. Of, from all over the state, yeah. Growing up in, like, the Berkshire area, that yeah. must shape you to be so appreciative of art yeah i don't think i really realized how much it affected me until like recently in my life like i was just always around artists and like creative people and i i never really realized that that's not like a normal upbringing for a lot of people yeah i feel really really lucky (laughs) no for sure that's something that i was really grateful to go to umass for just because of the area around it the berkshires is just like, obviously, I live in the city, but if I could not live in the city and live there, that would be awesome. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. So you're headed back for the holidays. Have you been back to Massachusetts in a while? I know COVID's putting a lot of restrictions on some things. Right. So I, for the first um, while, like the first chunk of COVID, I, I wasn't able to go home um, just obviously to try and keep my parents safe and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I went home for Thanksgiving and got tested immediately and um, was able, it was like the first time I was able to like hug my parents and like, so that was super nice. Um, and I'm going to be back for Christmas and just because going into this next year, I know that I'm going to be so busy and I'm just yeah. kind of, this is my last time that I'm like planning on being home for a while. So I'm just trying to see everybody um, in my family, like immediate family before I kind of get super busy and then have to not be able to show up for their birthdays, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like in some ways now, just because of there is so much restriction here that at least you won't have uh, a bunch of distractions and you'll actually get to have like hardcore family and friend time. 100%. And it's like limited to an exact group of people mm-hmm. that like we have to choose. So it is kind of nice. Like it's not like us trying to go see our high school friends. Yeah. Time <laughs> for everybody. Like nobody can do that. So you don't feel obligated. Yeah. It's like it's an excuse. Kind of nice. yeah, it exactly. gets you out of a lot of awkward conversations. Yeah, for sure. Like, where are you now? I'm like, can we not? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you're in Nashville normally, right? Yes. I live in Nashville right now. So that's actually interesting. Obviously, there's a a bunch of different areas where you could pursue music. What led you to Nashville in particular? Um, Honestly, I just remember when I was growing up, my dad kind of put me on to like a lot of female folk and like country artists. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like I grew up on like Faith Hill and Sheryl Crow and Bonnie Wright and like these women who I thought those are like the best songwriters of all time and like still do but um, I remember kind of like looking at their albums and like their cd cases and all of them would say on the back where the albums are created and so many of the times it would say that they were made in Nashville and I was always like what is this like magical place where like everyone lives next to like a producer (laughs) and a songwriter and an artist and it was so cool and then I remember reading an article in Rolling Stones about Casey Musgraves moving there um Mm -hmm. and this was right when she had like mary go round and these this kind of stuff and i was such a fan of her writing and 
she it was the same thing it was this whole article about her being in nashville and talking about how everyone was a songwriter and i was like wait i have to go there this is sick <laughs> and then like a week after high school i just kind of drove down and lied to my parents and um said i had a job and a roommate and all this stuff. <laughs> shut up you're kidding yeah. No, I drove down with my dad, and, ha- like, it's 16 hours, and yeah. he was going to drive down and then fly back, and ha- right when we got past the halfway mark, I was like, okay, so I lied to mom and you. I don't actually have a job or a roommate, but if I can get one by the time we get there, can I stay? <laughs> <laughs> and so I just went on Craigslist literally for the rest of the time and found, like, a roommate and a a job interview and all this stuff and just tried to figure it out <laughs> my dad was like you're putting me in the worst situation but fine <laughs> that is the best nashville story i've ever heard because there's so many people that it's like oh i'm just gonna go down to nashville because i like broadway and the drinking scene yeah. down there but like yours is actually amazing and it's hilarious that you put your parents <laughs> in that situation yeah. i was like sorry guys <laughs> I was supposed to be doing a gap year. I never went back. (laughs) I'm their worst nightmare. But it's like you knew you weren't going back. You knew you would end up staying in Nashville Mm -hmm. somehow. It didn't matter what you told them. That in itself is so inspiring, too, because to really know what you want and just fucking get it, that is so cool. I just, like, never loved high school. And so I was like, why would I want to do this again for another four years? Like, I don't want to, like, hate high school again and go to college and, like, all that stuff. So I always knew like my entire life like my parents always knew that like the second I could get out I was like gonna go mm-hmm. and I always just had this itch to like leave <laughs> and they were like fine we get it we knew this since you were like two that you were just gonna like jump <laughs> the second you can so I've always kind of been that way I also like how you moved to Nashville before it became I mean it's always been this cool. crazy party city but yeah now I read a statistic and it's like a hundred people move to Nashville a day and it's just kind of yeah. like a trend and I like how you did it before the trend like it shows you <laughs> genuinely care about the city and the songwriting 100%. and the music it is it's changed so much over the last few years and it's it's really cool to watch it grow it Nashville like I feel like changes with like the music scene and it's super mm-hmm. interesting like what becomes popular and what kind of places they build and all this kind of stuff so it is super interesting and like it's fun to watch it. You're, I'm like proud of it. I'm like proud. To, I'm like, oh, go Nashville! Like, look at you, girl. Like, it's you're like, like this so is cool. my city. Yeah, and I'm. I, it's super cool to be here and to like. It's just a really wonderful community, especially for like creative people, and mm-hmm. I will forever just be rooting for it. Definitely. Anyway. I had heard in an interview that you had done um, that at first you were kind of insecure about being like the pop girl uh, in front of a Nashville crowd. Has yeah. that stance changed for you or is that still something you're mindful of every time you, you perform? I think that I think it completely changed. I, I was so scared because I care so much about writing and like the quality of the song. Mm-hmm. And like I grew up and my dad would always say, if you can't play it on guitar, it's not a good song. <laughs> <laughs> and so in my mind, I always felt like you had to play a song on guitar for it to be a quality song and for people to take you seriously. It mm-hmm. had to be like just guitar and vocals. And so I kind of, when I started doing pop stuff and I would perform with tracks and all this stuff, I kind of got super insecure about how people would view me. If I wasn't up there playing an instrument, I was singing with a drummer and backing tracks and they would be like, Oh, she's not a real musician or a real artist because she's not playing guitar. She's not doing something else. And so I feel like in Nashville where it's so many incredible musicians and writers and all these people who like everyone can solo and be 
crazy good at every instrument, mm-hmm. I felt really insecure about like not being able to be taken seriously in that crowd. Um, but the crazy thing is like, I played a show called whiskey jam. Um, that is usually like all number one, like country songwriters. It's like their lineup is like every person right now who's like the biggest country artist of all time has like played at whiskey jam. And it's mm-hmm. like known for kind of housing those people before they break. And, um, it's a really, really wonderful thing. And I got asked to play and I was like the first pop artist to like play that stage. And I was like, can I even use like backing tracks? Like, does, can I even do that? Like, I don't know if they'll even let me, like I had friends telling me that people were going to laugh at me. Like they're not my friends anymore. Let me profess. (laughs) But, um, they like those kind of things where everyone was like, no one's going to take you seriously. It's not like country music. It's not what people do here. Like everyone. And it was like one of my favorite shows I've ever played in my entire life. Like it, nobody cared. Everybody was jumping Mm -hmm. around, like having fun, like was just so accepting and like supportive and wonderful to me. And that's when it just flipped to me that I was like, people don't actually care. Like the music is good and you like what you're doing. People can tell. And that's all that they care about is like you enjoying yourself so that they can enjoy themselves. And like, no one cares if you're playing a guitar, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) So it really has changed so much and it's really shifted my complete opinion of like just music and performances. And like, I feel like it's such an accepting community. And now I love being like, I would, I love being like the weirdo or like the black sheep of a community. Like that. (laughs) I love, I love that stuff. I'm like, I have fucking blue hair. You know what I mean? Like I obviously don't hate attention in that way. So, um, but it is, it is super cool. I love being like, I would rather be that than be somebody who's just like doing what everyone else is doing, you know? For sure. I can only imagine really in any type of music city, it's easy just to kind of change who you are to fit in with what right. is popular. But for you to really, first of all, it's an honor to have been invited to that. And then for you to really say like, ah, <laughs> screw what it's known for. I'm going to do my own thing and then see success. That is awesome. I'm like so proud. That, I'm like so excited <laughs> to hear that. Speaking of success, <laughs> you, you're, you're kind of, uh, you got a lot, a lot of eyes on you at the moment. Um, congratulations, first off. Thank you. But how are you so feeling good. and digesting everything right now? Honestly, it's been, it's been so crazy. It's, it's so funny. Um, I was talking to like my manager about it the other day, but I think what's so crazy to me is I don't know about you guys, but I kind of grew up in where like, if you post things on the internet and like you put yourself out there, you kind of just get like shamed or like bullied Mm -hmm. for it. I feel like when I was in high school and stuff, like if I posted even like a video of me on Facebook, I felt, I feel like people would just be like, go like pack it up Charlotte you suck you know what I mean (laughs) yeah and it's so funny because what's been so shocking to me is the fact that we had like 12,000 comments on a video I posted in like a few hours and every single one was like supportive and like nice and kind and that's what's been so crazy to me is just the fact that the reaction is like so nice like it's just crazy to see people being like unapologetically like supportive of something and um it's really wild I'm just not used to that kind of like consistent attention of like nice like reactions especially with like art I feel like people are always like biased and always you know what I mean they always have opinions of that kind of stuff um so that's what's been really shocking I mean I just am so appreciative of 
every single person like so many people are just sending me videos and telling me stories about how it's like helped their lives and that's just like the craziest thing ever you know mm-hmm. you never think that it has the reach it has and until people like start relating to things differently than you so it's been really wonderful to like experience that even on like tiktok and your the dress um video you put on youtube yesterday that video already has over 500 likes and no dislikes no dislikes so it's just like <laughs> wait so crazy. you're like okay there's like over 2,000 people watched it, 500 people liked it, and then no one disliked it. So I feel like that, first of all, is saying something. And then we were scrolling through um, the people who used your song on TikTok. Every single one of those videos was just amazing. And they're like, go check out this song. It's great. Like, they were doing the dress challenge. And it was just so uplifting just yeah. to see the great reaction you've had from an outside standpoint. Yeah, and it's the thing that's also been so crazy about it. Like, what's so shocking is that so, like, a lot of these people are like Gen Z, and like, I think they're like also a lot of the people that I've talked to, I feel like have been kind of like younger, like teenagers and stuff. And what's wild to me is that they like genuinely understand music and algorithms and mm-hmm. social media, and they've literally gone out of their way to like promote my songs while also like commenting like 15 times each just so they boost my algorithm i don't even know what that shit means yeah and that's what's so crazy is like they send stuff and they comment and they'll use like emojis and be like emojis help boost it and like all this crazy stuff that i didn't even know and i have like these this like team and like army of these like teenagers and who are just like out there like trying to get my song heard for no and they get nothing in return and yeah that's what's so insane to me i'm like why are you doing this for me like what did i do to deserve you yeah well i mean honestly what they do get in return is your music because it clearly is resonating with them in ways that some other tracks might not be like your authenticity is definitely something that that generation seeks 100 percent. well thanks i mean I would love to be able to promote being a normal person. (laughs) That's like definitely on brand for me. Yeah. Well, no, it's funny because like people will promote being normal, but they don't, they don't promote it in, in a real authentic way. If that makes sense. Like they're like, it's okay to whatever, but they're not getting like into actual social issues or social like constructs like you did with a pop song which I also think is really amazing to be able to address things like that aren't spoken of and that do have multifaceted like conversations that can come from it from a pop song that is so awesome thanks it's actually crazy too because we actually had a conversation while writing that song um I wrote it with Dane and Reed and Bruce Lawn um they're incredible and Dana who I work with all the time um he we had a conversation while writing it where we were like kind of trying to figure out the line of like we don't want to make it super obvious that we're like we're talking about a guy in a dress this Mm -hmm. is abnormal and like society and like all these things and we really really tried to go out of our way to make it just sound like a normal song like you would be talking about a guy in like a jean jacket yeah like we didn't want to make a point of being like wow, look at us, like, you know what I mean? Like, making a political anthem. Like, that wasn't what I was, we were trying to even achieve. I just wanted it to, I wanted people to, like, feel represented. Mm-hmm. 
and that's and like not make it seem like I was trying to do like this whole PR thing it was just genuinely like I want everyone to just be able to feel represented by this song and I don't think a lot of music pop music especially like when it's sung by a girl and it's about a guy like it's always like slicked back black hair with a leather jacket and, like, <laughs> jeans. and it's like it literally paints this like idea of that and I think what I would really love even to continue doing in my music is like to be able to address like relationships and love and like that kind of stuff in a way that's different than the normal narrative that's shown in like mm-hmm. pop music and I, it's really important to me to like I want everyone to feel represented and I think that's why everybody is like been so nice and like crazy about this song is generally because a lot of people I feel like that hadn't been represented before had to like figure out their way to feel that way in songs and feel like the song could be about them or their life like could find it in this song and I'm just like genuinely like just so appreciative that they feel that way (laughs) yeah that's amazing did this song help you kind of understand how you want to move forward within your career and in the messages that you want to convey with your music yeah I think it was definitely the because I I do feel like I am like an activist and like things and things that are really important to me and I really am very loud and outspoken like in my normal life and I feel like on social media that's really important to me to like speak out about things that I support and believe in and I think it's always hard um it's been hard for me to try and find a way to like combine my artistry with like who I am as a person and Mm -hmm. what I believe in. And I think this is the first time that I was able to do that. And I think that's why it's so rewarding is because it's who I am. It's my identity as a person in every way. Mm -hmm. And like, and it's me as an artist and as somebody who's not. And I think that's what's like so special about this song is like it it shows so more about me as a person and as a human than any other song could have possibly shown. Whenever you are con- completely in control of your content and then you release it to the world and they love it and it's so authentically you, that is I feel like that is what every creator is chasing and to yep. have that is, is like that's the end goal and I feel like you, you know you've accomplished that so I'm excited to see how it grows or how you grow rather from that experience i'm really excited to like i feel like i'm just feel really accepted by a wonderful community mm-hmm. of people and i'm just like hoping to do well by them for the rest of my life no Well, uh, I know we were kind of hitting towards what's next, but perhaps we can help you because we have a game that we want to play. Um, how comfortable are you with like just like a quick improv? <laughs> As someone who loves attention, my biggest fear is like getting attention that I wasn't prepared for. I am Perfect. All so about it. we'll Let's prepare go. you. I love that quote. So, so basically, what we have learned is you have two songs about articles of clothing, dress and sweatshirt. <laughs> their their respective hooks go. I love it when you wear that dress. And I've been keeping sweatshirts as souvenirs. I've been keeping sweatshirts as souvenirs. Break down a couple years. So we're wondering (laughs) if we give you another article of clothing 
Could you come up with a quick hook for for including that article of clothing off the top of your head? It's your- called Getting Dressed with Charlotte Sands. <laughs> Wait, I'm obsessed with this. This is so funny. Oh, good. I'm glad. Because I, I was like, okay, she could either take this one of two ways. She could either love this or be like, I'm never doing a podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> I am dead. So, do you want me to? Are you guys going to tell me the article yeah, of clothing? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. we have three oh, articles okay, of clothing. Your first one is jeans. How long do I have this time? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, wh- however long you want. We don't want to put extra burden on you. Do you want me, am I supposed to sing it or just sing it? <laughs> <laughs> however you feel comfortable. Um. Okay. I feel like it would go like this is what jeans feels like to me in my okay. brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like, oh, it's not like it seems. Uh, looking at you, it's so good in those jeans. Uh. Oh, Wait, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> this is literally. So funny. I'm having a blast. Okay, now that that might be a good follow-up to dress. (laughs) Your next word is, this one I feel like is going to be a little hard because of syllables. Yeah. Bathing suit. (laughs) Bathing suit. (laughs) Um, um, okay. I feel like I always put things at the end to rhyme them. Like, if I think it would be like, uh, like, so I'm bathing suit. Like, if you want to be with me, then I want to be with you. Uh, you know what I mean? like, yes. I'm so impressed you're doing this so quickly, and they actually sound good. My well, not that I didn't think they would yeah. sound good, but I'm like, I, I'm gonna... I would listen to this. Like, put that on YouTube, and I'll listen to it. It's And it's so funny, because you can tell that you're a writer, because my mind's immediate, like, all right, what rhymes with suit? Boot. Okay, yeah, I gotta put on a boot, and then my bathing suit. Like, yours actually makes sense, and there's a melody. <laughs> all right, your final one, and I feel like we... It, I'm not telling you you have to go the holiday route for this one, <laughs> but if you wanted to add like, a little holiday flair, you could. Um, fuzzy okay. socks. <laughs> Fuzzy is such a funny word to use in a song. Um, I don't know, like buzzy. I'm feeling buzzy in my fuzzy socks. I think that's what I would come up with. Um, I would honestly, I would be like, God, I gotta tell you that your buzz cut rise yet. Yeah, I think that we could hang out with some fuzzy socks. Oh! <laughs> my God! <laughs> you did not just do that! That was the best Holy one. Holy shit! <laughs> Wait, I'm obsessed with you. I literally am obsessed with you. I'm like genuinely would want to play this game. I'm having fun. <laughs> I would just like to publicly say this is copyright Charlotte Sands. Anyone listening? Those are her lyrics. Fuzzy socks dropping 2020. Wait, I think your next EP just needs to be all articles of clothing. <laughs> Clothes. It's just called closet. <laughs> and usually I'm The dress music video just dropped, and it looks yeah. amazing. Um, it, it, I, I would just like to hear the process of how it's made. Like, I have a bunch of questions I want to ask, but I feel like you're just going to answer them if I just ask you to explain <laughs> it. Of course. Um. So honestly, the, we like somehow were able to throw this together in like five days. I am so lucky. I have like an, my manager Hannah is like brilliant and like the hardest working person in the entire world, and as well as. Jacqueline Day who's my photographer and so she's kind of done my like every single release that I've had and every picture that I basically have is of her and like she is just so um creative and like 
anytime i literally went to her for my song nothing's even wrong i was like hey can you like light me on fire for this album cover? And she's like, everyone else is like you're crazy and she's just like yep let's do it you're free at 3 p.m like she's like i'll the bring best. the gasoline <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll bring the gasoline um so i'm really lucky to have people who are just like willing at like a drop of a hat to just like get something done and so basically she we found out that we were able to do the video and like the next day she had drawn up kind of ideas of like lighting stuff so she made like an entire format of different scenes that would look cool like lighting wise and what we could pull off with like our budget and um so she went through that and we kind of go back and forth and like send like pinterest pictures of like mood and kind of like make like a mood board mm-hmm. um and then we talk about like scenes and that kind of stuff and she will create like an entire layout of like each like shot of that we want and what they'll look like and then I'll, I went through and made like another Pinterest, shut up Pinterest, sponsor me. Um, <laughs> but I went out and threw like another Pinterest board and made like everything that I, like what I thought I wanted to wear and that kind of stuff. And then we sent that to a stylist, um, Annalise, who's incredible. And um, she kind of like got together because I had to like get her to get a dress for Brian, who was like a guy in it. So it's like, it was like tough for everybody. It was like five days of her trying to find dresses for a guy to wear and for clothes for me and like all this stuff. And then, um, and then we had like four days till the thing. We had a fitting the night before and like luckily think everything worked. And I brought like random things from home and we shot it in about six hours um, on Saturday. So literally a week from today. Wow. That... I, I feel like this whole song, it just been everything that's involved. It has been so quick. Like we were trying oh, to please. find out the timeline. And so the Vogue cover dropped November 13th. And then mm-hmm. what day did dress drop? In December 2nd? I have no idea. We were, we <laughs> so were really trying to stop. It, and it was <laughs> December 2nd. It is really crazy. Like when I posted that TikTok, it was... I, that was when I was back home for Thanksgiving, and um, so when was it? Was that? the twenty so seventh? You posted the TikTok. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay, yeah. So that makes sense. So that's when I was home, and that was like my last day home or something. Um, and I posted it, and then when I was flying back, everything kind of started happening. So like right when I landed, I'm pretty sure it was that weekend. My we were supposed to release um, a different song on the fourth on f- that Friday. And instead, we decided to release Dress, and I think we released it on the 2nd, so I think four days after I posted that video. And it was completely a demo when I was posting about it, Mm -hmm. so the producer had to, like, mix and master it and, like, send it and do all this stuff. Like, everybody was just so on board, and, like, everyone was texting me being like, whatever we need to do to get this out, like, this is a (laughs) thing, this is cool, like, let's do it. And everyone was just, like, so helpful, and we just kind of took the risk, and we're like, let's just put it out, and see what happens i was honestly the one who was like no one's gonna care like who cares like <laughs> i was like tiktok people aren't gonna like transfer over to like spotify and like the rest of my stuff and then i was like 
couldn't be more wrong. <laughs> it's awesome that yeah. you had such a supportive team too. Uh, Cause I mean, yeah. there are benefits of being an artist that's not signed to a major label because when you have your own team, they're really devoted to you and making you succeed. Whereas sometimes it can get lost in the shuffle if you are uh, dealing with other people and it clearly worked in your favor. And I'm so yeah. happy for you. Yeah. That Thank is just you. amazing. So Brendan texted me and goes, you need to go look at this girl on TikTok. She's blowing up. Like she's in the middle yeah, of this blowing was like up. Super early too. And then like two minutes later, I email you. I email Hannah. And then Brendan was like, you already did that? And I was like, yes, if she's in the middle of blowing up, we need to get her on right now. Oh, my God, I'm obsessed. So we're, we've, just, we've just been following your whole journey. Yeah, yeah we have. Thank you so much. I, honestly, it's just been it's been really crazy. And I'm, yeah, I couldn't, I'm just, like, have been in a great mood for two weeks. <laughs> You're high on life. So I know you've kind of alluded to it a little bit, and I'm sure things are still up in the air. But I'm wondering, do you have any plans for what is next? Luckily, we were preparing for other releases at the time. So now I already have another song um, kind of, like, ready to go and that I'm super excited about. And I think that the next plan for us is either I think probably February releasing another song and then I think March having like an EP would be my goal um and I think that my priority at this time is really just to like keep making music and just like grinding it out I do I do think that this situation has really helped me feel like validated as an artist Mm -hmm. that I can like focus on my own stuff more and so I do feel like now I feel okay like going into the new year and being like this is my priority and like I will work on my artist project as much as I want to. You know? <laughs> For um, real. So I am super excited about that. I feel really good about like this next year and just hopefully we can start touring again at some point and then that will that will be the, the dream. Yeah, things are uh, looking up for the touring life. Um, yep. I was pulled off the road in March and we finally started getting new good news because of this vaccine, so... Oh, amazing. Things are that's looking so up. <laughs> yeah, that's like my favorite part of the entire process. So thankfully, this thing came along to like boost my self-esteem. Yeah, for sure. Have, going a year without shows. I mean, even for people who love music, like it's, it's weird. Been, yeah, it's been like mentally weird. And I'm like, couldn't I can't be more excited for when we can all be back together. Like doing that. And then I can come to Boston. Oh, yeah, for sure. We, we cannot wait. wait to get to that show. So we'll fun. play more games. We'll You'll be, be like, like who, who are you guys? I forget. We'll be like, the fuzzy sock game. You <laughs> yeah. remember us. We'll, well like, it'll be a single at that point. <laughs> if I come to Boston, I'll, I'll sing that song for you guys. Thank Perfect. you so much. Perfect, just for us. Well, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate your time. This was an amazing call. So it was just so nice talking to you guys. This has been one of my favorite conversations. Oh, oh. lovely. We love that. <laughs> Um, well, that. best of luck. Get home safely for the holidays, and I'm sure we will Thank see you. you on the road yeah. at some point soon. Oh, maybe we'll see you in Boston. Um, I love your hair, also. <laughs> <laughs> but on our note sheet, that is literally this the thing. The very is, first thing. It says, I want her hair. And then I asked oh Brendan if I could pull off blue hair, and he said, mm, you maybe. Are an angel. I think you could. <laughs> <laughs> I said yes. I don't know you, but I Okay, I just had right. to tell you that before you left. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You guys are so sweet. You have the best holidays. Thank you. Thank you, you as well. Take care. I love the way you wear that dress. Making everyone upset. Burning that sick up rap, boy. Swear to God, I confess, boy. Craving your candy lips. All black fingertips.
I don't know what I like better, her hair or her song. Or her personality. Oh my God, 10 out of 10. Honestly, this girl is a catch. (laughs) (laughs) Everything about that call was just really enjoyable. I really loved hearing more um, about like the creative process behind the song and how it came to be in such a short amount of time. I also really loved just how authentic she is with herself. My favorite story is how she was just like, I'm Screw going to it. Nashville. <laughs> Sorry, Literally. mom and dad. I'm not kidding. I wish I was that. Ballsy. Yeah, that ballsy, that smart at 18. I was so dumb. Yeah, I know. I definitely wasn't thinking of like my career plans at 18. Yeah. Oh, not at all. And she was. And then she also capitalized on them. And it seems like 2020, you know, was a universally bad year, but it seems like she made the most of it. And I'm so freaking excited to see how her 2021 pans out. And not only that, like I've seen videos of her performances, and they're like they're pretty it looks ragers. Like, a blast. <laughs> yeah, like, like I want to go. You're like, and especially now too, I can only imagine uh, just all of the pent up, Listen, whatever the word is. Imagine going and seeing dress live. I would, and I then would wear just a dress. like I, would, I literally will. Obviously, I would make Brendan wear a dress. You wouldn't have to make me. I just would. Okay, good. <laughs> Well, I asked you if you wanted if you've ever worn a dress earlier, and Brendan was like, "No." No, okay. And I be- was like, "Why? Why well, because haven't you worn I think, a dress?" So the thing is, is like, dude, if you want to wear a dress, absolutely go for it. But Devin asked me, and I'm like, Devin, you know the answer to that. Like, you know, I haven't worn a dress before. <laughs> no, I didn't know. I don't know. I could totally see you wearing a dress. You always get yourself in weird situations, so I feel like there would have been a situation where, where you would have worn a dress. A dress. I mean, I've definitely like been in a tutu. Like, voluntarily worn a dress. I was in a tutu I did. many a times. I have seen you wear a tutu. Anyways, Devin, before we dig ourselves a little bit deeper here, <laughs> where can the people find Charlotte Sands on social media? Um, They can find her at Charlotte Sands on Instagram and the same on TikTok. That is correct. And her new single, Dress, is atop the Music You're Missing playlist right now. So go check it out on Spotify. While you're in the mood to follow things, Devin and I, we created an Instagram for the podcast. Brand new this season. We need some love. A lot of it. It's called At Music You're Missing. Again, we're getting a lot of streams. It's it's funny because it's like we, we are, are the, the podcast you're missing because we're getting a lot of streams. But then we only have like 300 followers on Instagram. So... You know, do with that what you will, but get her done. <laughs> Go give us a follow. Anyways, bye. Have a great day. Be safe. Toodaloo. Bye. <laughs> Psst. Want to hear something amazing? Oh, and feel free to tell your friends, too. So, Kohl's, they're having a huge sale on summer stuff. And if you live for sunny days like I do, you need to check it out. I got 40% off a new patio set, Food Network Grilling Essentials for 20% off, and 50% off those yard games my kids won't stop talking about. Best part? I got an extra 15% off and some Kohl's cash. It almost makes being cooped up all winter worth it. Almost. Select styles 15% off for ends May 16th. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.